Hi guys, welcome back to Melon Girl Problem Podcast, Season 4, Episode 20. And today I am going to be talking about, you know, I am doing Black History Month, so I thought I would like to pick someone of, you know, African American descent and figure and talk about them. So I want to talk about um, one in particular um, African American person that has sadly left us, uh, and that is Andre Andre Leon Talley. He was an American journalist. He was a American fashion journalist, stylist, career director, and editor at the Large uh, Vogue magazine. He was the mas- the magazine's fashion news director from 1983 to 1987. And it was the first African-American male career director from 1988 to 1995. And then the editor at Vogue from 1998 to 2013. He died January 18, 2022, and he was 6'6". Um, I feel like with Andrew and Leon Talley, he's known many in the fashion industry. He also appeared on America's, Not- America's Next Top Model. And when news broke that, you know, he had died who is this very strong individual presence over the fashion industry for a decade, had died at the age of 73. I think overall it was the whole movement of his life, his talent and personality that was evoked over and over again, often mixed with a sense of regret that his life works, a celebration of beauty, taste, and style nearly as devoted as his religious fate had utterly let him down. But it's important to remember that he was one of the most fashion, most oriented and particular believers um there was one time i think during an interview um alex Bland, the ceo of oscar de la renta got text from his kids study abroad and um he uh had these shirts but he didn't remember them not immediately until years later that talent came to a lunch at the de la renta for the fifth party of his son and henry was gifted he get the one of the boys one of these like monogram shirts from Charvet, the 9th century shirt maker of the Paul's Vidome, home to the Paris Contour House and the Ritz. And you know, um, like he kind of never bid his son to ever wear this to uh, the school. And then his kid asked, How we ever go to that place in Paris? And I guess, you know, uh, Tally believes in his best interest at five years old, deserves a chanda, like a shirt, no less than a board boarded president think in the first words in the shirt and so the shirts to bring I didn't and then they're like you know people going on out like they knew him and you know the the works that Andrew Leon Talley has done for the fashion industry I think you know when he also did the first cover for Michelle Barack Obama the first black uh, African-American woman in the White House and first lady I think taste the language and fluency and Talley seemed to realize that early on was one of the coins of the realm. He knew fashion, fashion history when Diana Reeland, the first of um, of a number of white women who would be mentors, boosters, and Protestants who helped him find his, his work in New York when he arrived in 1974. Um, and then, you know, it just kind of hit off from there. Like, And then, um, how should, and then like, you know, I think overall when you think of a lot from Andrew Leon Talley. Like, he's done a lot. He's ruined a lot of mentors and, you know, and a lot of people who's, who he has influenced um, in his life. And I think when you ever see Talley on a runway, he was a man of great pronounce and avenant capes and he had friends and designer suits from New York to Paris to Mark Jacobs, Tom Ford, Diana von Frugen, uh, Carl Larofrill, if I'm saying that right, and many more. And, you know, 
the the news of the death kind of surrounded that from his he died from a heart attack, and then also suffered from COVID nineteen uh, related issues. And you know, I think overall how they're choosing to like celebrate his life is to like show like all the people he's walked with, all the connections that he's had, or you know, the the, the, the indi- individual that he was. He was often called a creative genius. He was one of the rare black editors at the top of the field that was mostly white and notoriously like elite. And I think, you know, when it comes to that, he shattered a lot of, you know, a lot of barriers. I think, you know, Andrew Leon Talley was larger than life. You know, the fashion editor who shattered his industry glass ceiling when he went from the literally the Jim Crow South to the front row of Paris Couture, paralleling his encyclopedia of knowledge of facet history and his quick wit into the role of author, public speaker, television personality, and curate, you know, and I think, you know, along with his health struggles that he didn't really like let show, he was often, you know, with his friends and how he kind of was like this force to be reckoned with in his industry and he fought to be recognized basically and I think you know him being so tall six feet six inches was an unmistakable figure wherever he went and you know given through his drama his personal style from his favorite capes to gloves and regalia head peaches his pronounced my eyes are starving for beauty and the works he adored he cultivated an air of hauteur through his friends and him for being so sentimental. I think one time in an interview he said the actress um Ruby Goldberg and twenty eighteen Ackerman, the gospel corned Andre, so many things he was not supposed to be. Um I think Miss Chally was there upsetting at an interview magazine under Andrew Warhol, the parish uh, Briar Chief, a woman wear daily under John Fairchild, the creative director and editor at large of Vogue under Andrew Winthrow. He helped dress Michelle Obama when she was the first lady, was an advisor and friend to designer Oscar de la Renta, and became a mentor to supermodel Naomi Campbell. He cast Miss Candela Scarlet O'Hare in the shoe for Vanity Fair that we imagine Gone with the Wind, with Black protagonists longing before fashion woke up to its own racism. He was later a judge on the TV show America's Next Top Model, an artistic director on the online retailer Zappo, and an advisor to the musician Well I Am, tech startup and deeply involved in Savannah College of Arts and Design. And, you know, there's so many, like, talented and, like, avenues he went through and through. And I think Tally, who was openly gay, lived alone, had little semblance of romantic life, let alone meet survivors. Um, Kevin Noah, the director of the 2018 documentary, said um, he was a classic American success story, but know that his success came at a cost. Um, the designer Tom Ford said in that documentary, Andrea... Andre is one of the last of those great editors who know what they are looking at and and know who they are seeing, knowing where it comes from. He added, Andre tossed out all these different words. He was so big, so grand, and a lot of people think, this guy is crazy, but it's a fabulous insanity. Um, Indian Leon Talley was born October 16th, 1940 in Washington, Alma and William Carl Talley. For the first time, he was a two months old, raised by his grandmother, Benny Fran Davis, in Durham, North Carolina, where she worked as a maid at the men's campus at Duke University. He grew up schooled in the Southern Church in good manners, allies in the Kennedys, obsessed with France and the escape it, it took to see to offer him from a town where college students sometimes stoned him when he crossed campus to buy Vogue, and where he, was, he said he was sexually abused as a child. 
He majored in French studies at North Carolina Central University and received a master from Brown University, where he wrote his thesis on the influence of Black women in the writing of Blue Claire and Flambant in the painting of the Ducroix. And then he had a chance meeting with the editor, Carrie Donovan, that worked at the Vogue, convincing him that he had to move to New York in 1974. He volunteered to help Diana Berlin at the Metropolis Museum of Art Costume Institute. He thought it was through Miss Berlier he wrote his memoir, The Chiffon Trenches, published in 2020. And the quote from that, he said, I learned to speak the language of style, fantasy, and literature. It was also through Miss Berlin that he entered the magazine world and through interviews that he met uh, Anna Warhol. He was constantly trying to grab, um, I think, grab the moment, you know. It was, at that time, Andrew Lee he was a very charming person because he saw the world through the classical of a child where it was all glee, glow, and wow. I think, you know, as he moved his way up the ranking, he met all these talented people in the industry, you know, he kind of had these aspirations and dreams that he succeeded through and then when he once joined the woman wear daily and moved to paris there he could truly enjoy the glamour evenings with ye strength lauren and his accolades moving from the chateau of aristocrats to novon nightclubs through it all mr tally wrote in his memoirs he navigated armor specifically banana cable knee socks and elegant Marsican in terms of and ashen shirts. For him, fashion was both an inspiration and a disguise, and a camouflage against the racist bars he experienced us as being referred to as Queen Kong. It was only a hindrance he wrote that he realized that the blinders that had kept on to in order to survive. And I think in the late 90s, his flamboyant taste and deep fashion odds caught the eye of Miss Wonder, for whom Miss Tally had been an advisor, friend, and for a link to an older, more romantic, less corporate, less bottom line oriented age. He even advised Miss Warthrow on her Met Gala outfits. And Miss Anna Warthrow once quoted in that uh, 2018 documentary, what I recall is that I was not much of his protector. She, my fashion history is not so great, and he's impeccable. So I think I learned a lot from him. So that, that's kind of saying, like, oh, you have Anna Warthrow saying that she learned a lot from someone else. And she, like, openly admit, like, she didn't know a lot. So, but they did have a rift, and they weren't speaking on terms, you know? So, like, Aaron said, like, his friendship with her kind of did fall out. Um, after the Chiffon Treasure was published, Mr. Tally fell out with Mr. Warder, who accused him of being, who he accused of abandoning him. And the memoir, he suggested that she played a somewhat parasitic role in his life, feeding off this energy. Miss Chally had struggled with his weight since his grandmother died in 1989. In the recent year, he was largely isolated in his house in White Plains where he lived, um, you know, and then the home became the subject of lawsuits last year when the owner, his former friend, John, uh, John, George Malikmus, attempted to evict him, you know, and yet from all the complaints and disillusionment, Mr. Tally continued to believe that in, like, in the power of well-placed scenes and the purposely polished shoes, that the way of shallow, the shallowest of objects can transform our deepest operation to reality. He even quoted, to my 12-year-old self, raised in the segregated South, the idea of a black man playing any kind of role in this world seems impossible. To think of where I've come from, where we've come from in my lifetime, and where we are today is amazing. And yet, of course, we still have a, a far way to go. And I think, you know, that speaks a lot because he did do a lot of change in the fast injury. You know, and people might agree, people might not agree, but I think, you know, to hear his death and to hear his passing is kind of sad because I feel like he had a lot that he wanted to show the world more before his time come, but, you know, um, 
he wasn't given an opportunity. But I think the flies that he's touched will try to continue on what he's trying to work for, but they will never be able to fill his shoes. And I think that's something that we have to realize, like for Maya Angelou, there's no, there's no one going to be on that same pedestal or that, you know, they can all recite poetry, but there will never be someone to fill the shoes that she once filmed. Same thing with Andrew Leon Talley. There will never be someone to fill the shoes that he's once created in the fashion industry. They can be like the next, you know, and the next person to enter the fashion industry, but they can leave their own mark, just like Annalyn Tyler, his own mark in the fashion industry. But we can't wait to see, you know, how his legacy continues to grow, even though he's not here anymore. But we'll just have to wait and see. Thank you for tuning in to season four, episode 20 of um, Go Problem Podcast. I'm going to do another episode next Friday where we talk about another uh, important Black American uh, artist or writer or creator for Black History Month. And I hope you enjoy this series as much as I have fun writing, doing research, and recording them. But until then, see y'all real soon. Bye!